The way we consume and share news to date is largely rooted in social media outlets, a reason why it is crucial to look at what's being discussed online from the hottest issues to trends for daily social media minute. We're joined by Erica in the studio. Good morning, Erica. How are you? I'm good. I'm you barely didn't even ask me. On. I asked the question, I answered myself. <laughs> are, are you doing good? Yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm doing all right, too. And it's it's a fine Thursday. It's going to be a little bit rainy, yep. but we'll power through that, too, won't we? Yeah. Let's jump into what's being most talked about online, to be honest with you. It was an emotional address by the Ukrainian President Zelensky uh, addressing the U.S. Congress and English urging leaders to fight for the right to die when the time comes. <sighs> yes. Uh, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky directly addressed members of the U.S. House and Senate yesterday and uh, he received two standing ovations uh, before his virtual speech and after um, he opened his uh, address to the Congress by praising, well, first of all, the bravery of his people uh, fighting the worst war since World War II. Um, He said basic human values were being threatened by Russia. Mm. And um, yeah, he had a lot to say. He really did. I mean, he thanked, of course, uh, the United States and the world for helping where it mattered. But he did make some really tough requests uh, by U.S. and NATO, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I saw the video myself and, and you could honestly almost hear a pin drop. Yeah. It, it was so quiet uh, during the entire video presentation. Yeah, you know, a few members were seen taking photos and videos of uh, Zelensky. He was, you know, on, on a screen. Massive and one, yeah. A massive screen. And uh, the audio on the video was actually quite low yeah. in the room. Mm. Uh, his speech was not booming. It was not overpowering. Mm. It was actually quite soft and emotional. And, and that almost uh, set the tone yep. uh, for the message as well. In his virtual address, Zelensky reiterated his calls for the establishment of a no-fly zone over Ukraine. Now, that's not as simple as it sounds. No. It's, according to experts, equivalent to uh, taking U.S. troops and putting them against Russian forces in Ukraine. Yes, exactly. And that's exactly why the U.S. lawmakers are uh, wary of a no-fly zone at this time, because, mm. like you said, it could pit the United States directly against Russia in the skies over U- Ukraine. Um, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki told reporters on Tuesday that the White House does not support instituting a no-fly zone over Ukraine mm. or supplying the Ukrainian Air Force with new fighter aircraft. So during this virtual speech, uh, Ukrainian president said Ukraine needs the United States right now. And he made his appeal by uh, invoking tragedies in American history, like the attack of the Pearl Harbor and yeah. the terrorist attacks that date back to, of course, 9-11, September 11th of 2001. Yes, and uh, he quoted uh, Martin Luther King, the, <laughs> the I have a dream speech. And he said, I have a dream, um, which is to basically protect the skies over Ukraine. Mm. and to protect my people. Mm. And in a powerful closing, Zelensky switched from Ukrainian to English. And uh, he said that being the leader of the world and the leader of peace means to fight for the life of people of the world and for their right to die when the time comes. Um, In this historic speech, uh, he addressed President Joe Biden directly. And this is what he said. You are the leader of your grand nation. I wish you to be the leader of the world. And being the leader of the world means to be the leader of peace. And a fight for democracy on a global stage, it seems. And uh, shortly after his Mm. appeal, uh, President Biden announced an additional $800 million security assistance to Ukraine. Mm. Um, You know, the, the, the massive spending bill he signed into law on Tuesday, mm. uh, which includes 13 
$13.6 billion in new aid to the war-torn country. I mean, this, these are tough decisions, I think, faced in Biden administration. It is about logistics. It is also about uh, making things safe for the world. Yes. Uh, and it seems that although we're not supposed to be emotionally s- sworn either way, mm-hmm. I, I did have kind of an emotional response to this of entire course. video, right? And uh, there was a video that he showed yeah. during his address. It lasted for like, a, what, a minute and a half? Yeah. And it showed the horrors that are taking place in Ukraine every day. And, and frankly, uh, without Zelensky's regular updates, it would be difficult for us to have a better understanding Correct. of what's happening yes. in, in the in the toughest part of the country. Um, it, it, there are, of course, uh, Russian troops closing in from, it seems, all angles yep. at this point. And we're getting news in bits and pieces. We're hearing uh, mm-hmm. uh, reports of press dying on the ground. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a devastating situation, and we'll have to keep tabs on it, too. Yes. Turning our attention rather abruptly to our <laughs> second buzzword, right. But it's also buzzing. Uh, life does go on, too, in different parts of the world. Money Game becoming the first webtoon, the Korean webtoon, to be adapted into a U.S. reality show. So we've seen, I suppose, many adaptations, <laughs> but this is new. Yes. Uh, the webtoon thriller series uh, titled Money Game mm. has become the first Korean digital comic series to be made into a web-based entertainment show. Uh, <laughs> it's being produced in the United States. Right. Um, there was a local adaptation of this uh, webtoon series. It was made last year on Korean YouTube channel Jin Yongjin. But according to Naver Webtoon, this is the first time a Korean webtoon series is being adapted by foreign creators, a foreign production team, and a foreign cast. Do you think they like the fact that after Squid Game, Money Game sounds trendy enough? 100%. <laughs> I do wonder, what is the premise of this new reality show? Well, it's going to be a five-part show um, on the YouTube channel Jubilee, and uh, the show features eight participants who are kept in separate cells in a facility for 10 days. That and their goal, I know, the goal is to win the maximum amount of prize money. And the, these players share a pool of $300,000, and each contestant is going to fight hard to keep all the money during the 10-day survival experience. I'm seeing clear overlaps with yeah, Squid well, Game. I mean, sure. fight until the last person yeah. stands to grab that uh, hefty amount of yep. cash. Uh, uh, who is producing the show? Um, Mark Arbitrario mm. is directing the series. If mm. you're not familiar with his name, mm. you will definitely be familiar with some of the shows that he has produced, including mm. Survivor <laughs> and The Voice. Oh, you know, the yeah. humble survival and the humble voice. Okay, That's so right. clearly there are big names attached to the show, which yep. means big money, big production. Yeah. That usually has all the wow factors. Yes. Uh, what would make the show compelling for the viewers? Well, one element could be that the viewers uh, could find uh, the the stories of the participants interesting because Mm. they come from... different walks of life, all kinds of racial and uh, religious backgrounds. Mm. So there's somebody for somebody out there Uh, watching the show. Representation, I suppose. That's a fun angle to watch a game show. Uh, The first episode of the show was uploaded on Monday this week. Yes, and the subsequent episodes are going to be released on the same day, Monday, of every week. (laughs) All right, something to look forward to. Let's talk a little bit about the original Webtoon series. How did that work? Yes, uh, the original series was written by author Pei Jin Su in 2018, and the story centers around a bankrupt man who survives, uh, participates in this 
just a survival game to win money, basically. Mm. And uh, eight competitors spend uh, 100 days together in mm. the original uh, series uh, in this isolated place. And uh, they have to share a total of 44.8 billion won, roughly $37 million. Mm. And in this fictional world, uh, consumer prices are 1,000 times more expensive than in the real world in which we live today. So $37 million amounts to a lot less, I'm A lot assuming. less, yeah, yeah. A thousand times higher consumer prices. Yes. Now, Money Game and uh, its sequel, Pie Game, are being reproduced, in fact, oh. into an eight-part drama series here in Korea. Mm. And it features some big names, mm. including IU <laughs> and uh, actors Lee j u n h y e and Park Jong-min. It sounds good already. Lee j i e n is a fantastic actor. Sometimes we forget because yep. she's such a fantastic singer and it's like God gave with all yes. hands. Lee j u n h y e and Park Jong-min, I mean, they, need I say more? This, is, this sounds exciting. And yep. I'm seeing a lot of changes in Korean drama productions, too. The way it's produced. I mean, an eight-part drama series, pre-Netflix, pre-streaming yeah. sites just did not exist. Right. All right, on to our third, I think somewhat related buzzword. Yep. Uh, popularity of Korean cultural content leads to more people wanting to learn the language. Yes, uh, more and more people want to learn the Korean language. And government agencies and uh, language institutes abroad are taking notice of this fact. And they're taking advantage of the trend to develop and expand Korean language education programs. All right. So we've been talking about this rising popular Korean content and subsequent maybe interest yep. in Korean language and understanding the lyrics, the mm-hmm. lines. You get it. But this recent rise of popularity <laughs> in gay content and Korean language, well... It's kind of reached new heights. Yeah. Is that an understatement? It's mainstream now. It really is. Yeah. And it's trendy to learn Korean. Yeah. So a report by the Korea Foundation showed that the number of uh, Hallyu fans mm. has increased 17-fold <laughs> in the last 10 years to 156.6 million as of December last year. Mm. Uh, according to the language learning app Duolingo, Korean is the 14th most widely uh, used language in the world. It's the second fastest growing Growing language in the world after Hindi. I think I'm surprised on both grounds. Yeah. 14th most widely used language in the world. Right? Oh, yeah. Now, a study by the University Council of Modern Languages showed that between the years 2012 and 2018, mm. the number of university students in the UK taking Korean language courses more than tripled. Well, there you have it. It's not a coincidence. We're adding more Korean yep. words to the Oxford English <laughs> That's Dictionary. Right. That's right. <laughs> What could be a more definitive indicator of the global rise of interest in Korean? Uh, the number of King's Hejong Institute, oh. which is a government-run Korean language learning institute, has increased since 2007. That's when it first launched. Mm. It started with 13 institutes in three countries. Now, as of 2021, there are 234 King's Hejong Institutes in 82 countries. <laughs> And the government hopes to boost that number to 270 by the end of this year. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, just look at the sheer number of the, the, the available. And from what I understand, a really affordable classes. Yes, uh, the number of students enrolled at the King's Hejong Institute's online courses mm. exceeded 56,000. Uh, the number of subscribers grew to over 400,000. Mm. The number of mobile app downloads last year amounted to 1.2 million. So these numbers clearly show that uh, more people indeed all around the world want to learn 
Korean language. And they're clearly invested in yes. learning the language, too. Uh, what kind of learning programs are we talking about here? Yes, good question. Now, King Sejong Institute Foundation announced just Tuesday that mm-hmm. it plans to introduce new and updated Korean learning programs uh, using popular K-pop and K-drama content. Mm-hmm. The series is titled K-Wave Korean, <laughs> and it carries 45-minute minute, uh, uh, video clips that, uh, I'm sorry, 45-minute... <laughs> You have to be careful. Not 45 minute, 45 minute video clips that help viewers learn just daily Korean expressions, like everyday expressions okay. and grammar okay. and culture with scenes from popular Korean TV shows. I mean, speaking of grammar, whoever wrote that sentence uh, needs a brushing up on their yeah. English grammar anyway. And also K-pop groups appear in these videos to help viewers familiarize themselves with mm. basic words and phrases, as well as, you know, aspects of Korean culture. Mm. Now, earlier this month, HYBE EDU, which is an education technology affiliate of HYBE, released uh, this new Korean language material Mm. for international fans of Blackpink specifically. (laughs) And these materials are a follow-up to the BTS-themed Korean language material Learn Korean with BTS, which sold, yeah, which sold over 300,000 copies across 30 countries. I'm still trying to wrap my head around the fact that <laughs> HYBE Entertainment has a whole new branch, HYBE EDU. Yeah, education. And, I mean, the, yes, it's important yeah. to take the Blackpink, uh, excuse me, in this case, uh, BTS yes. fandom and to say, yes, let's learn the language together. Yep. That's next level, right? It is. And apparently these uh, Learn Korean with BTS books are available in different languages in too. In five languages, mm. including Korean, English, Japanese, Uh, Mandarin, Chinese, and uh, Indonesian. All right. Thank you so much, Erica. Pleasure. I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.